Welcome to the Shape of a Circle podcast. Today, you're hanging out with Brian. And Cammie. And Justin. <laughs> and Melissa. <laughs> the, the, the reluctant uh, bring your spouse to podcast day participants <laughs> are... Uh, <laughs> the other spouses are going out for Mexican food today, so yeah. you know, <laughs> we get to podcast. We do. It's super fun. Oh, uh, man. So, uh, we're, it's, uh, it, it's February. And February's got got a big holiday that pe- people tend to gravitate towards. It's Valentine's Day. That's right. Love is in the air. It's it's not uh, the cold, depressive months of winter. It's it, it it's a, it's a month for love, right? And it's so- also the cold, depressive months. Of <laughs> Silver lining here. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> and so as we like talking about discipleship and uh, forming the, the shape of a circle of your relationships around discipleship who who better to talk about that with than than inside the marriage mm-hmm. that, that is the most important little circle the two of you but let's call it the three of you mm-hmm. you know god said that he's the one who made us one and uh so yeah both kim and i uh brought uh wives husbands along today mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to talk it out and actually, uh, we talked it out a, a little bit, as, as a church at least, uh, this past weekend. Uh, Melissa and I uh, gave a little bit of a head start on talking about toxic marriages between the two tired old ways of everything's okay, nothing's okay. How, how do you get to the point of being able to identify clearly, here's where I'm ready to say I'm not okay, and therefore welcome the gospel in. Yeah, if you didn't get a chance to check that out, it's on the website. And um, But just to kind of recap a little bit, we shared a little bit about our marriage because we've been married 22 years, which has been amazing overall, but there's definitely seasons um, where you feel closer and further away. And um, post-pandemic, we really felt like some of the toxicity that we're able to just let roll off our backs, you know, those things about your spouse, you're just like, I know that's about him. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let it go. I'm sure mm-hmm. every one of you can relate to that, There's right? There's no way to survive if you don't consider <laughs> some things dismissible yeah. about your significant other. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we use the imagery of a speedboat. I'm sure you can picture it. You're just humming along. Marriage is going great. Life is at a fast pace and you're enjoying it. But there's always this wake behind you. And we kind of labeled that as some of those toxic things that we just have to let go for the health of our marriage. And as long as you're humming along, it flows nicely behind, right? Mm-hmm. But as that <laughs> throttle you know, quickly slowed down, and we saw that in our marriage during our pandemic, you know, more time together, especially during quarantine, like we had a lot of time together and that wake just kind of rushed all around our boat, around our marriage. And some of that toxicity really caught up with us. We hadn't really talked about topics in a long time Mm -hmm. and had to face the fact of, hey, maybe a few of these we really are not okay with anymore. Well, like Melissa said, if you want to catch uh, us airing out our stories, you can jump over to the <laughs> Lake Point Church uh, podcast uh, from this p- past week. Justin and Cammie, I'm, we're going to turn the table on you. Yeah. Our, our stories are out there, the rough edges. How about you guys? Do you have any wake of toxicity that you feel has been catching up with you? Yeah, I feel like, uh, so for you guys, it was the slowing down of the pandemic. I actually think it was the buildup after the pandemic that was hard Mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, when we're stuck at home, we saw each other all the time. We worked at a really great system with our really young kids. 
And then we came out of a pandemic and our kids are that much older and have more activities and we had to get off the front porch a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We had to, we actually had to figure out again how to be married and not just be kind of ships in the night. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was having been, you know, I was stressed and, and in an unhealthy place. And then we kind of flip flopped and then he was stressed and in an unhealthy place and we didn't quite ever sync mm-hmm. back up. So I feel like we have also gone through that kind of, that hard season, I think we're on the we're on the tail end of it, um, and we're definitely coming out of it. But um, I related I related listening back to what you guys said about the wake of that, like catching up to you. And ours was more like, okay, how do we get back into back into the flow Smooth of the sailing. wake without it yeah. all, you know, yep. catching up to us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have less time to communicate, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're not sure which of these things do I let be toxic in my wake like mm-hmm. it's okay to let some things go and which things do I communicate about and and I think we processed everything differently mm-hmm. right like I think there was some underlying anxiety I didn't know you dealt with Justin mm-hmm. that all of a sudden we are now dealing with and I am always anxious so there's always that <laughs> and uh so I think there was almost like this feeling of I don't know who you are anymore and I don't know how to even r- relate to you because there, we we dealt with it differently. Yeah. Just kind of like ships passing each other. And so just taking the time to kind of go through what those anxieties were and Mm -hmm. talk through them. Yep. Yep. In that regard, it was kind of turned into a talk of knowing when it's time to put something on the table to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, How have you guys sifted that out of, no, this is, this is past the dismissible point. This is, apparent around us um how do you know when it's really time to talk i think for me it's i don't remember i don't remember when i heard this one before but it was like the 24-hour rule like if something is still on your mind still bothering you after 24 hours after something happens it's kind of worth bringing it back up and talking a little bit through some of that stuff otherwise it's is it little things that um after you look back and realize what what the situation actually was when you get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Was it actually as bad as it was in the situation or was it just me having these other things around me that compounded it to make it worse? Yeah, it's almost like removing the emotion of it. Yep. And now we can logically think through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's probably true of both of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. When to bring it up? Oh, yeah. man. You know, I think... This is the kind of thing that you and I go back and forth on. So, uh, you know, sneak peek in our marriage. I like over-talking. She likes (laughs) under-talking. And so the idea of right-talking it out. Yeah. So so that Jesus can get a hold of you. Jesus can get a hold of this relationship. It doesn't work great when you're beating up the details and combing through it. And it doesn't work great if you're not voicing it at all. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I think it's it's good to acknowledge, you know, kind of where we've come from, right? Our families of origin really play Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. how we do marriage and how we do relationships in general. And even when we think of the circle of discipleship, how do we, how are we best discipled and how do we best disciple others are a lot of what's been modeled for us. And so I grew up in a home where you just didn't talk emotions very often. You just Mm -hmm. did the right thing and yeah, kept moving forward and. Um, and I function well in that, like there's nothing wrong 
there's there's something healthy in, in being able to have you know more grace than maybe available but at the same time um i've had to work at being a good listener and creating space for conversation when even when i don't understand why going deeper makes a lot of sense so i think for us it's helped me to just slow down and say even if i don't think i need to have a conversation around this if the other person needs to for their mental health or, you know, for them to feel loved that, um, sometimes that's really important. And so it took me a while to, to understand that balance. Yeah. I like how you're bringing up, what did you have modeled in your house? Mm -hmm. You know, I had the opposite modeled in my house. And so that's (laughs) my frame of reference where it's true with us too. I I was like Melissa, I, emotions were not a thing. And I would say emotions were more a thing in your house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. My family of origin, until the rest of the room feels what you're feeling, it's not, <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> so, that's, so that's that's the key part of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the other part I heard you saying too is what, what your partner needs is, is part of it. Like if you, you might feel like this is over-talked or under-talked, but reading mm-hmm. the other person, yeah, it's just it's just... Practicing awareness of one anothering, and I think that's yeah, not just brushing off because you think it's important um, and bringing it up and actually talking about it. I think is yeah, that's a good thought on that one. Mm-hmm. I think it's in seasons too, right? Because I think every season you have to almost like relearn the person that you're with, um, and so right there may be seasons where Justin doesn't need to talk through things as often, and I am maybe talking more because I think that's what he needs or, you know, vice versa. And so uh, I think there's seasons too. That's a really good point. I I reflect on, you know, seasons where your careers change, you know, how many hours or the stress at work like mm-hmm. can create those seasons. Parenting seasons, you know, sometimes kids are might, much more physically hands-on mm-hmm. and then other seasons, now that we have teenagers, it's a lot more emotionally hands-on. And so – that impacts how much capacity I have mm-hmm. for my marriage, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. after at the end of the day. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, the biggest thing we're trying to do is we're trying to get the discipleship of Jesus and his gospel into the circle that we call marriage. Mm-hmm. And so what does what does that mean to you? How do mm. you how do you get that spongy gospel soaking? into the toxic part of a marriage where you're like, hey, I'm, we're a little on edge, not quite communicating well. We want to push each other apart. But but the gospel would soak in forgiveness and grace and second chances all over again. Mm-hmm. Just give some marriages a couple tips on, on that. I think uh, first looking at yourself, I think it's easy to want to fix everything with your partner. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> not speaking from experience. Um, and I think the first thing, though, is to is to turn inward. And I've done this where I've spent extended quiet time just saying, okay, Jesus, expose the areas of my heart that may be giving toxicity to the marriage um, before I even, you know, do anything in the marriage. Um, and... And then taking those those exposures that Jesus reveals to me and really praying through like, okay, what does that look like in a in a gospel giving way? Like how can I forgive um more readily? How can I extend grace? And 
or whatever it may be. Uh, so I think that's really first and foremost. Just good old fashioned confession. Mm-hmm. Like how on earth did that get lost as a spiritual discipline? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Lean back into that rich Catholic heritage of on a routine basis, I need to express what's wrong about me. Mm-hmm. Not, not because I'm going to be shamed or guilted or anything, but possibly convicted. But if nothing else, let's start with a disclosure of, of myself. Mm-hmm. Then maybe I can address the speck in my yeah. Marital neighbors. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny that um, you say that because there is something powerful of using your other senses, right? Like you, you think um, we were talking about Mark 10 and how Jesus talks about marriage and you said, it's because your hearts have been hardened that, mm-hmm. you know, you find yourself wondering if, if you can stay connected in marriage. And I think what causes the most softening of our heart is when we out loud confess Mm -hmm. like audible prayers or journaling. Like Mm -hmm. when I write, have to like visually see myself writing Mm -hmm. some of these things that I know I need to confess. Like that really escalates my softening of heart. Cause like Mm -hmm. you can hide as much as you can in the dark, you know, or like "Eh, I'm praying it in my head, but yeah, getting that out there helps. It's good. Anything else on just sponging in the gospel? For, for your marriage. Tips and thoughts. Hmm. I think bringing prayer together into mm-hmm. it is a big part of it as well, too. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. that's one of the things within our marriage that it goes in seasons of when we pray together. But I think that that's a big part of it, not just prayer and se- praying separately, but praying together, praying over each other. It is so easy to have separate relationships with Jesus yeah. and not actually bring it together. Yeah, mm-hmm. because time gets away from us and life happens and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. So, yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, that's good, Justin. And that might be really uncomfortable for a lot of people listening if they've never tried it, right? Like, where do you even yeah. start? Like, yep. my spouse going to think I'm crazy. I don't know what to say. It should be one of the safest places, but, yeah, it's one of yeah, those things that it's hard to. Yeah, not done yeah. it before, mm-hmm. so – Good inspiration. Yep. Like, just give it a try. Like, you can't really go, you can't really mess up. Yeah, <laughs> just, mm-hmm. yeah you don't have yep. to wait for your prayer life to. Yeah, that's the other thing people do is like, well, I don't know how to pray myself. I would include the other, but I don't know. Some oh, almost like a marriage therapist in the room, right? For some reason, you, two people can't say it to each other, but if there's a third person and they throw it at that mm-hmm. third individual in mm-hmm. the room, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, you're hearing stuff you never heard before. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's what I think you know, God can be, can be to us yeah. and prayer can, can be the outlet for it. Yeah. If you yeah. can't afford a counselor right now or you can't make the time, like start with prayer at least and then mm-hmm. see what God does with that. That's mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. One thing I couldn't help but connect was uh, recently, Cammie, you've been, you, you were talking about uh, carrying your cross, mm-hmm. carrying the death of Jesus, that the, you know, the gospel of Jesus is not something you just believe that his death counts you you take that death on mm-hmm. you die with other people's sins on you mm-hmm. all the darn time that's 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 what the process of forgiveness ends up feeling like mm-hmm. and as you were talking about that I, w- I was convicted of i've done that recently for a handful of people mm-hmm. i haven't done it for for my marriage or for my kids. Mm-hmm. It's just like 
no, I should be able to expect better. Mm-hmm. And so you die with your own sins on you. And when you and Jesus got it cleaned up, uh, then you, you know what I mean? Like It's I like just, amazing how you extend grace to a lot of people. And then within your own home, you expect that sin does not exist. <laughs> 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 like I, I'm speaking from experience. So yeah, that's, that's good.